I'd like to acknowledge that I work on mum in development on Garrigal land and that this always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Also, a heads up that this episode contains some swearing for any little ears that may be around. Hey there, my name is Ellie Evangelista and I'm the host and creator of Mum in Development. I'm also one of two creators of Marcus, my son. In my journey of early motherhood, I just couldn't quite fathom how I was going to keep both my creative practice and my child alive. (laughs) Both things are so important to me and incredibly personal, seemingly a part of me, and yet both seem to continuously compete for the same parts of my brain and body. I know so many and I see so many working artists and mothers around me and I just thought, stuff it. I'll ask them how they're doing it. So on here, I don't ask all the usual mum podcast questions, but I hope you join me as I ask just one. How do you keep your creative practice and your child alive? Hello, welcome to another episode of Mum in development. As always, thank you so much for joining me and us and the messages that I get saying, I'm so glad this exists. You know, that I, you know, there's so many, so, so many, and that you're so glad that these conversations happen and for the honesty and that you're loving it, that it, you know, one of my friends said to me when I was kind of thinking about doing this, they were like, you know, no, even if nobody listens to it, just do it. And I was like, yeah, what have I got to lose? Pretty much nothing. So <laughs> the fact that it has just, yeah, given me a way to kind of keep engaged with artistic dialogue and practice and process in a different way, in a way that I can right now, it's also, yeah, just done that for me and the fact that it does reach people somehow um, in a way that is helpful just is a bonus like really I was like who's going to listen to me talk to people like about about this and I think that's part of the thing right is that mothers often feel yeah not seen, not heard, and actually, yeah, artists sometimes too, especially female artists. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Today's episode is with performing artist Alinta McGrady. I'm saying that with a little smirk on my face because I say to Alinta, how am I going to introduce you because you literally do everything? And yeah, we've agreed on performing artist. Like she, she literally does everything. Um, and you know, often it's the how, right? The question of this podcast is how do you keep your creative practice and child alive? Like I know that we're all doing it, but like how are you doing it? 
And for me in this episode, I really took away some tips about the how and reflected on things about the how. Alinta has toured with her daughter overseas last year and is about to again. And there are like real practical tips. There are real practical aha moments. And there really is a sense of I want to say determination, but I, I mean that in a restorative way. Maybe maybe that's more what I'm saying. There's a real sense of rest. There's a real sense of balance, perhaps. Like, yeah, I got a I I this this episode's a real good one. I'm going again, like always, you don't need to be hearing from me. You need to be hearing from the guest. So I'm gonna shut up. Here's Alinta. Actually, I missed that age. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I'm just going to start recording in case something. Yes, go, go, oh do it. Oh my God. Amazing pops up. Um, oh my gosh. It is such a lovely age. Like, I, my son is obviously so beautiful. Yeah. And he's gorgeous and everything is like a marvel to him. He's so curious yeah. about the whole world. And you're so right. It is this beautiful age. But everything else, like, he's not the tricky part. Yeah, it's just logistics and moving through our society now yeah. with a small human and we essentially don't have the same village as what we used to have, you know. Yeah, right now he's with a babysitter. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Love it. Yeah, great. She's a part of the village. Um, exactly. And that's that. But, yeah, I'm like, oh, I never, the the my son isn't the hard thing. He's not the hard thing. Like at the end of the day, he is quite simple, but it's all of the other things around it mm-hmm. that make it tricky. But anyway, um, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I I woke up not long ago, so um, I'm sipping on an iced latte Lovely. and um, I am heating up some food, so I'll probably go and get it soon just so that I can switch my brain on a bit better for you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Do what you need to do, honestly. It's all very lo-fi and... That's great. I love it. Um, I thought so too. That's why I was like, oh, I'll be right. <laughs> yeah, no dramas. Absolutely do your thing. Yeah. Um, but I, otherwise, yes. <laughs> yeah, how are you? You're... I think, yeah, I'm good. I'm, in, I'm chilling. I've, I've been a bit tired. Um, the shows have been, or well, I mean, the shows are huge here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, but it is great. I This is my first time, the longest I've been away from my small human. Mm-hmm. So um, it's two weeks mm-hmm. and um, I am feeling emotionally, um, a lot of emotions <laughs> about yeah. that too. So I think it's not just obviously the work and the physical of the work, but also the emotional um, feeling around it too. So yeah, it's it's a lot. <laughs> oh my gosh. I am I'm trying to imagine that it would partly be like two weeks is quite a significant amount of time and yes. she's still quite little. Yes. Yeah. So she's five now. Yeah. Um, and the decision for her to stay up there was probably the most logical in terms that it's just two weeks and she's in prep right now. Mm. Um, and you know, I, we're about to embark on a five week tour in the UK, um, and she'll be coming. So 
it was kind of like, well, I definitely should use the time to prepare for that as well uh, before we go because um, when you're in overseas with a small human, it's like a whole other ball game. <laughs> um, and, yeah, the last tour we did to Canada was pretty wild and I was very shattered. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. That's partly yeah. when I was like, I should speak to Alinta because <laughs> yes. international touring for a lot of time and you're on yeah. the road a bit and yeah. you have your own projects aside from yeah. this gig. Yes. Like you are doing it. <laughs> I I don't know how I am doing it, but okay. it seems to be a thing. And um <laughs> look, I I I feel very blessed and fortunate enough to be surrounded by, you know, that village that we're talking about. And I've been very conscious of the people I work with yeah. and the the kind of work that I do. And, you know, especially working with Hot Brown Honey or Polytoxic, um, they 100% support me in uh, my my journey and who I am as just a person as well, not just as an artist, mm. you know, I don't feel like I'm being used or, you know what I mean? Mm. It's purely like, oh, you're, you're a human and you're a mother and we want to respect that and we want to support you. So yeah, doing that. And also when it comes to like other projects like music and stuff, there is flexibility there. And um, yeah, I, I don't know how I'm doing it, but it's happening. I mean, the revolution cannot happen without childcare. That is it? right. I've seen that the show. Exactly like, it. I'm a fan. The revolution cannot happen without childcare, which now hits really differently to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel a bit, um, when you say, you know, you are quite selective about who you work with, part of my brain goes, how lucky am I that I have worked with you on one of my projects? And I also go, I feel so embarrassed and sick because here I was. I mean, now, because I remember being like, oh, just bring her in. Like, that's so fine. And now I realise that only solves like 40% of the problem. Yeah. <laughs> and I go, what was I saying to like, this is not, but people say that. They've said it to me. I've said it to you. I'm fully like going, oh my gosh, I was saying that from a place where, you know, you just don't know until you know. Well, that's exactly it. And I think um, it's in like, it's interesting because when that project was happening, when we were doing it, actually, I did want to bring her in. And um, uh, like, there is a want to do that. Mm. But there is also this thing of like, oh, but I will not be there completely, you know, yeah. um, and you can't focus. And um, so there is a want to, but yeah, it's it's conflicting. I mean, um, it's only just now that uh, like our rehearsals before we came down here, um, I took Jari to one of them and it was the first time she actually sat for the majority of the show and actually just watched. Yeah, wow. And um, I was kind of like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. And she did so well. But I think, you know, obviously the older children yeah. get, they can cut their attention span can kind of 
Um, they can focus a bit better and they have a better idea. But it's also introducing them to those spaces yeah. at an early age, um, full knowing that the younger they are, it's just going to be madness and it's probably you're not going to probably be present and no. be able to fully, um, you know, be the your creative self um, because you've got this other <laughs> human in mind. Um, but it is, yeah, it's been really important that she is surrounded by those spaces and so that in time she will get used to them and she'll be able to, you know, do a little bit better each time or, you know, she feels comfortable around the people that you work with. Mm. And, um, yeah, I think there's a wanting to do that. Um, but, yeah, I, I totally understand where you're just like, nah, I can't have them in the room. It's it's not going to happen. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, um, and even just before when we were talking about how, like, you don't really know how good it is until, like you were saying, you're looking back at photos or going, oh, my yes. God, remember that age. <laughs> and it's so true, like, um, when you're in it, you're just so in it. And I think mm-hmm. back and I go, oh, yeah, I used to take him to rehearsal and he was tiny and a five-week-old at one point, which is Yeah, just crazy. well, you're super one for that. Yeah. I just, I would <laughs> I was such a hermit. <laughs> it, it basically was like the first time I'd left the house. It was like a st- I, needed to, I needed to do something and it was like yeah. probably the most opposite thing to what I had done. Like I'd been doing nothing, but that golden period of going, oh my gosh, that felt so hard at the time. Mm. But actually like now there is no chance. Yeah. Because, you know, it's that when you can transport them on your body in a carry, (laughs) that was like amazing. And yeah, I felt really productive in those moments and I could do so much more as well. So I 100% agree with you. But also that's like, that's a part of your sanity to be able to go out and do those kinds of things and feel like a human and just feel, you know, get back into something that you've done prior to having a child. Um, So I 100% agree. But yeah, it's people always like, oh, just you wait until this age or this age. And I'm just like, yeah, but you know, I feel like uh, you you might complete. It's like you've completed one level, and then you get to the next level. So it's just like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I just completed this one. Woohoo! We're in a really good spot. Oh, yeah. oh, but now we're in the next one, and we've got this other whole other thing that we need to address. And it's yeah. just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Is. Right. And also that level of you, right? Like you do want to go touring or yes. you do want to do side music projects. It's like, but now as you, as the baby's leveling up, you're like, and what's next for me mm. on this uh, as well? Um, something that I was thinking about, about when knowing that I was going to speak to you, I was like, so everyone on the podcast gets like a little tagline like just a a summary of what they do like for example opera sound or whatever and I was like oh my gosh what would I put down for a linter (laughs) I don't know I just 
<laughs> singer, like just everything. Like I was like, oh my gosh, if I had to go. So I guess I'm saying, tell us who you are. Who are you? Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll do a little, I'll do my intro then. Yeah. My little, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so my name is Alinta McGrady. I am a Kitabu Mugambere Yugambere woman with connection to the Kamilaro Nation and the Yagara people in Mianjin. And I am a performing artist. Nice. I'm <laughs> that encompasses all, all genres and art forms. Um, and uh, I also consider myself a writer as well. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, not limiting myself to one or two things um, at this present time or ever, really. Um, so, yeah, that's me. Yeah. Good call. <laughs> because really, I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't just go dancer. That undersells you. I can't just go singer. No. I can't just because you really could do and you do do everything. Like, for example, this Hot Brown Honey show is everything. It is everything. I yeah. know. It's such a beautiful thing because I feel like there's so many times where I've done shows where it's just like, oh, it's just this. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas this, we get to really kind of break those stereotypes of what it is to be artists and creators and performers. Mm. And um, yeah, it's really nice to do it all. It's it's great. And yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also I feel like we all are able to do that too when we think about it. I think there is space there to try things out and not necessarily just be one thing or, you know. Um, so, yeah, just thought I'd add that in. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I also think like um, and I'm absolutely happy to be told that I'm, I've got this completely wrong, but also I do feel like it is a very Western idea to just be one thing. Where Definitely, 100%, yeah. Like combining song and dance and storytelling and writing, like you're saying, all of these things, like just storytelling generally um, in the Western world can often just be seen as going, I just, like it, this is the one way to do it. Um, yeah. And you do this one thing, whereas... Um, that's not often the case in many parts of the world and in many other long, long existing cultures and communities that have existed. So at the same time, I'm like, yeah, of course you do everything. Yeah, no, <laughs> 100%. No, you, you've, you're bang on about that because, yeah, it's such a Western construct about it. And then also um, funnels into this, you know, um, fitting into a box and what that, is and how that feels and you being constricted on just being a certain way or performing a certain way, right? Mm. But we have to be open to growth and to be um, acknowledged that, yeah, we, we can be all of those things and it's important to embrace it and um, to share that as well. So, yeah. And you, like, honestly, I'm going to keep saying this, but you really are doing all of the things and... <laughs> I, from afar, um, it's like, and I, I don't, what am I trying to say? Like now you write children's songs, which maybe you did all along, 
Uh, yeah, so I did write children's music. Uh, how long has it been now? Um, just about oh, over eight years mm-hmm. or seven years. And so I did youth touring, you know, um, around regional Queensland. Um, and my sister girl and I, we wrote um, a show with um, – uh, Sue Ryder, who's a dramaturg, um, and yeah, so Waveney Yasso is uh, my friend, but also my uh, person who I create the music with. And um, yeah, it's kind of been a slow burn, and it was only till last year we decided we were going to actually record the album and um, release it this year. So it's it's been a bit of a journey for that, and I obviously feel like having a kid has kind of upped it and kind of um, made it more, oh, we should definitely do this, you know. Mm. I think that you have that realisation because when you've got a kid, you realise that some of the music out there these days for kids mm-hmm. isn't really. It, none of it <laughs> is for me. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not for the parents, right? No, yep. Um, so, yeah, it, it was kind of, it was definitely a push because I think for so long I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to keep doing the kids' stuff, even though it kept coming up and, like, mm-hmm. presenting itself to me, weirdly. And I was just like, oh, I guess I better just accept it and <laughs> roll with it. Um, but, yeah, it's it's been really nice to create more songs to add to the album as well. And, you know, I, I, and it's so nice because um, Jairi will grow up and, uh, well, she's growing up now and she's uh, she loves the songs. Yeah. And she loves to sing them and she'll be like, Mum, play that song for me. And it, it's it's really nice because it's like, okay, well, it is good music, I guess. And <laughs> um, she's a kid and she likes it, but also the, we like it as parents. And I think that's a really – that's a big one for us. It's like, no, we're, we're not just writing for the kids, we're writing for the parents because we don't – we're the ones who have to listen to it on repeat. So, <laughs> yeah. It's so true. I'm like, I can only tolerate what I'm willing to tolerate. And that other playlist is not it. So I feel like my kid's going to get to school or whatever and be like, I've never heard this nursery rhyme ever in my life. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I think it it was so funny because I think at one point, like, you know, we'd just put the TV on and the wiggles were on and, um, you know, when she was a bit younger and she loved the Wiggles and I just got to a point where I, I just said to her, oh, Wiggles are retired, Jairi, they're not making music anymore <laughs> because I was honestly just, over, I did yeah. not want to listen to them and I was like, ah, oh, nah. So, um, you know, but there was so, there were some really great mu- like kids' music out there. Like, um, you know, we really liked Dan Sultan's um, yep. album that he released and Emma Donovan's released kids music too now and I think there's a there's a shift in what it is to make kids music and um how that affects them in the long term as well and what the songs are about too Mm -hmm. I think that's a massive one and um we really you know our content's talking about mother earth and how we protect the land and um that's really you know first nations um cultural you know way of um, living, you know, all over the world. So hopefully other, you know, people can relate and we'll start to do that because, yeah. 
Yeah, and I absolutely agree with you. And as you're talking, I'm thinking about like, like no shade to the Wiggles, whatever. But I'm thinking, yeah, like um, the content of the songs. And I guess it's all like, you know, it's like, yeah, if you are going to be listening to this stuff, let's sing what else is this beyond hot potatoes? Or, this is it. You know, I'm like, well, what is what is the stuff that you are consuming? Um, oh, my gosh. So I, I actually usually ask this question, which is it's the only question of the podcast. I usually ask it a little bit later, but yeah. I'm going to ask it to you straight up almost. Oh. Alinda McGrady, how do you keep your creative practice and your child alive? <laughs> oh dear. Um giving time to myself and resting. Oh, so nice. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, tell as much me. as like oh. Uh, it's it's tricky. I've been having, I have a lot of moments where I'm like, oh, this feels so selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously we look at, um, well, personally, I look at my my mother and my, my nan and how hard they worked and how hard they still work, you know. Um, but they, I, I feel that they didn't, they weren't given the rest that they deserved and the time to be, I guess, creative and be just do stuff for themselves. Mm. Um, and I, and it's not to say that that affected them. Well, I don't know. <laughs> it mm. could have affected them deeply, and um, I, I just want to change that narrative now and although sometimes it does feel really selfish it's actually like no that's just programming that Mm. in order to be a great mother you must be the martyr and give your whole um self to just mothering you know it's so much bigger than that um so although I have these intense feelings of guilt I I've tried to surrender to just resting and doing things that bring me joy especially and hopefully Mm. (laughs) I I hope that in the future then my daughter can grow up and go oh mum kept doing what she loved and um she honored herself and as well as being an amazing mother to me so that's that's been a huge one I guess, but also it's energy levels. Like <laughs> I, I need to rest. I need to be able to have a good sleep. I need to um, fill my cup up, especially socially as well, because I think uh, we're constantly with a small human, and and it's not it's not the same as being around friends and just having, you know, a regular conversation. Um, <laughs> it is. <isn't. laughs> it's just like. You were constantly around someone, but it's this, it's so strange. It's like I can feel so, um, I can feel so tapped out physically, mm. but feel so touch deprived. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, they're too different. It's different 
energy exchange, I guess. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's the self-care for me. That's been a huge one. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So many things because I know what you mean about that feeling of martyrdom and self-sacrifice and Uh just being like, I will lay everything down and be someone who just exists for you and give up everything and and that serves no one especially you like yeah. nobody benefits from that and especially you and it's really hard like you know even I, I yeah I feel like um that's what I was saying before, like my son isn't the hard thing. It's everything else around that, like going, okay, but how how do I find time for self-care and that rest? And rest looks different now to what it did pre-baby. Like, mm-hmm. Yep. 100%. Yeah, I look at people and go, oh, my, like, you know, you walk past a coffee shop and people are solo and I don't know, maybe they have kids, maybe they don't or whatever. And they're just like reading a book, and I'm like, I remember how I used to do that. And now rest is like, I'm I'm just gonna sit here and be with you and play, and this is yeah. my rest. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, I just that that martyrdom just serves no one. Nobody wins, and especially you, and especially your daughter. Um, yeah, in the long run. Um, but I hundred percent. Sorry, I hundred percent acknowledge that there's those there's women that don't have a choice as well mm. in being able to get that self care and rest as mm. well, and um, that's when uh, yeah I a hundred percent acknowledge that I'm very blessed and privileged in the sense that I have parents who um, are, are there to help out. Um, every day and um you know I have such a huge village that can give me that space and help with the breaks and stuff and um allow that so yeah there's there's those that um those mothers or parents that it's 24 7 for them and Mm. uh, I feel I feel for them so much because that's yeah it's it's a massive part on um how we just navigate the world and in general you know we as society are just so wired to continue to keep going no matter what where it's like oh well mm. we should stop we should think about that survival mode and um what that actually is and do we need to you know yeah yeah no i i absolutely know like I also think like how lucky that right now I can just be able to go, yep, I'll I'll give my son to a babysitter while I do yeah. this and like things like that and I'm very conscious of it and even when I ask people to be involved, like, you know, an hour chat is actually really hard to, <laughs> you know, like for some people that is, it's just not possible for whatever reason. I mean, sometimes it's not possible for me and, you know, it's it's just what it is. But, yeah, yeah I know, like another thing that you touched on about that rest and that time to connect socially and um, have your cup filled in other ways, like another thing that I find that I'm always trying 
to prove to people is that that is a part of my creative process, marinating ideas, just, just resting, just turning off and going, okay, what is this thing that I'm thinking about? Or what could this come, like, you know, what is, what is my friend thinking about and, you know, what's going on in their life? And maybe that moment of turning off will also help my process. A hundred percent. Like it's, um, like again, with that survival mode, when we're in survival mode, we are just focusing on the things that like those key things of just living, right? Mm. It's not allowing creativity. Mm. So we do need that space to, um, uh, to be able to think creatively. And yeah, it's so, it's so hard to switch that on though, too. I must say, like, it's been interesting. Um, my, uh, my daughter started prep this year and, you know, prior to that she was in daycare and the daycare hours are a bit longer. Yep. So nice. Um, I could kind of stretch out the day a bit better. Whereas now, Prep is like, you know, got to be at school by 8.30, got to pick her up um, at the school by 2.30 or, Mm. you know, quarter to three sometimes. And it's just like, I literally have no time to to think, (laughs) Um, you know, you know, I'm trying to squeeze in going to the gym just to make sure that my physical health is okay, trying to squeeze in then, um, uh, you know, some anything laundry (laughs) some washing and um you know just that kind of stuff and it's wild to yeah it's been a huge adjustment just to um try and get to that uh creative space and I'm still struggling a bit to be honest um and yeah I don't know (laughs) I don't know how to move forward from it but all I can and also especially because by the time they're asleep I'm like, oh, I'm done for the day. Oh, I'm, really? I'm, I'm asleep too. So <laughs> it's like I, I struggle to even continue on um, the work later that those that night. But also, I don't want to kind of create that um, that work ethic for myself because I just know that it's probably not productive because you've got to wake up early the next morning anyway. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's super important to just leave space to be creative and, and not be purposely creative too. Like, yeah, like you were mm. saying, just sitting in silence and just thinking or uh, about anything other yeah. than work as well helps because it's like you might find in those moments that's where they kind of fall into place. Absolutely. Like just making for nothing, you know, like mm. just, which, yep. and it's so true. Like when you do have, um, 8.30 till 2.45 of time, you go, how am I spending this time? Yeah. Especially when you're like, okay, well, I need to already think about dinner and do laundry and go to the gym and wash my hair and whatever <laughs> that it's hard to put, okay, just do something for my creative self on the list as well because sometimes it can't feel as valuable as like yeah if I stay up till 11 writing this thing I'm just going to be copying it tomorrow because I decided to stay up (laughs) definitely and then you can't be productive tomorrow yeah like it's it's so (laughs) it's so hard yeah yeah it's it's interesting to navigate that 
um, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. You might be the first, I'm trying to think back, but I think you might be the first person I've spoken to so far that is about to tour and has toured with their young person overseas. Yeah, right. Cool. (laughs) Tell us, actually a lot of people, um, kind of like the most bit of feedback I get about this is the question of how, like how actually and this is why yeah. I started it because I'm like, yeah, how, you know, people go, how did you do it? And I'm like, yeah, I strapped him to my body. And <laughs> <laughs> strapped him in. Well, yeah, I know. It's, uh, it's so, uh, it, when um, Lisa and Busty first approached me mm. about Hot Brown Honey, I think it was because um, uh, I just finished doing um, – demolition with them for polytoxic and um it was like not last year the year end of the year before they were kind of like hey would you be interested in maybe like writing some stuff for hot brown honey and I was just kind of like yeah yeah, I'm happy to write and then they were like but also we were wondering um you know would Jairi maybe be a touring baby (laughs) (laughs) and I was like uh I don't know but we'll We'll find out. Oh, my God. <laughs> we will see. Um, and from then I was just like, you have me no matter what and we will make it work. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, um, they've been touring with mothers for how many years, you know, touring mothers, Busty and Hope, um, bringing their kids with them. Um, so they kind of, they knew what to do and it was just re- reassuring of like, oh, they've done this before, it's it's all good, they've, you know, they've kind of paved that way. Um, uh, but the only thing was is that Jairi was a lot younger than yeah. their kids. So this was kind of a first in a sense that Jairi was the youngest to come on board to tour. Um, and, you know, touring with a four-year-old <laughs> is um, pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Um especially the plane rather than plane trips. Um, And you're not just like catching a one-hour flight. There's like a time difference. There's was maybe a layover. Like there's like stuff. Yeah. Like it's it's a whole other thing to consider. And, I mean, we were very fortunate that it was just a – you know, one flight to Vancouver. So it was – what, 13, 14 hours. Mm. Um, um, but it was the trip home, I think, that was the, the hardest because we were in Ottawa and so we did Ottawa to Vancouver and Vancouver to Brisbane. Yeah. Um, all up it was like nearly 24 hours mm. of flying mm. and she was just like not, she was like, I'm done. And I'm like, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> same. <laughs> same. Yeah, um, same. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and um yeah, but like I said, like they the whole crew, they're her aunties. So they mm. were like, Yep, we've got a we've got eyes on her and Linta, it's all good. Um, you know, I got sick while I was over there as well. And oh so gosh. there was a couple of days where I was like, People need to take her, please, because I need to just lie in bed before we do this show tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um and yeah, and I was very, I'm so blessed. Um, my sister girl who I write the children's music with, um, Waveney, yes, mm-hmm. so, um, she, 
came on as auntie. So she um, is specifically hired um, by uh, the honeys to watch diary when it comes to showtime and is the babysitter. And um, yeah, so I feel very fortunate that Jairi has her auntie, her actual auntie there to um, watch her and, um, you know, I, I trust her yeah. wholeheartedly and that's, I'm very, very blessed to have that relationship and, um, yeah, she'll be coming to the UK as well when we go to the UK. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's really nice and, um, yeah, I mean, it just feels right. <laughs> yeah, that's so phenomenal. Um to have someone who you know that you can walk out the door and focus on work and know that your baby's going to be okay. Yeah. And especially at that really vulnerable time that, you know, showtimes are at night probably. Yeah. And that really vulnerable time of bedtime, bath, dinner, that whole kind of, um, you know, mm-hmm. it's a hard time to be away. So to have somebody who, um, and so I guess like, you know, I guess if somebody was to ask you, yeah, what does touring life look like with a young person, a tiny person? It's like, well, it looks like you need somebody else. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. It looks like I need people, yeah, I need someone to help me out. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Physically and emotionally too because I think that's a big part is that, you know, I can come back after the show or, you know, wake up in the morning and um, there were some days where I couldn't, I emotionally um, yeah. and physically couldn't be there. Like it was really hard in to just be alone with her. Yeah. <laughs> Bless, I love her to bits. Um, and uh, she has such, I mean, she has such energy um, and it's it can be super intense in t- so at times. So there were moments where I was like, Hey, I need someone with me today because I don't think I can do it by myself. Yeah. And just be it can't just be mum and daughter time. I need um I need help like that, as well. Yeah, you already mentioned as well, like that social aspect for you mm. is is important to you. Yeah. Like yeah. just talking to a small person and having oh, yeah. you know, whatever conversation about colours and uniforms or whatever you know it's like oh okay um and one thing I found my mom recently came with me to a job um which is so lovely like I was able to walk out the door we were in Nipaluna Hobart I was able to walk out the door at 9 15 and no no matter how long I was going to be gone for the day that my son was going to be okay had no yeah. problems, trust my mum implicitly, know that she would make the right decision, all of the things. But oh. actually finding a person to come with you on the road is like a very specific matrix of a person. Because 100%. <laughs> this person, this support person for you is looking after your child, which say my mum could do, tick. But she's never like lived like she goes on holiday she doesn't like travel for work Mm -hmm. and so it was this thing of like she just kept buying groceries every day and I'm like mom we're here for a week like you know (laughs) that thing like you would know it's like okay I I don't want to go shopping every day we're gonna have to check out of this place on Sunday 
I don't want to leave half a box of pasta and muffins and, you know, a bottle of oil, like all those kind of nuances of touring. Yes. Hard. And because my mum doesn't, she doesn't even live in the same city. She lives over in Perth. Like she Mm. didn't know how to use, I had to like give her a real crash course in using the pram. This is how you flick it over. This is how it goes down. This is how it comes up. So even just, and then, yeah, the emotional support of work, like what happened at work today, yeah, it becomes this like really special person yeah, that supports you. Um, and even, yeah, because, you know, I'm under one year old with my yes. little guy. It's like I have, to, it's somebody who I have to be okay with like, breastfeeding in front of in the middle of the night while I'm in my pajamas um yeah there's just like yeah it's it's quite a thing so it's so amazing that you have somebody who's also available and free <laughs> yeah yeah I think it, it it's uh, it's so funny because that you know when they announced the UK thing I was I asked wave I was like now there's no pressure because you know she's her own artist too and she does yeah. she's a creative person and does her art and her music and I I don't want to take her away from her jobs and stuff and so I was like if you are not feeling it this time that's totally cool we'll sort it out but she was like no no I'm coming but also it helps that also she she's kind of she's the understudy as well for oh. brown honey so wow. if it happens um she if i am really unwell and can't do it she will take my spot so it's kind of this beautiful exchange that she also is a part of the hot brown honey crew too um that is amazing yeah yeah <laughs> everybody wins in that scenario. yeah yeah oh, for sure but it, yeah it's interesting when you're talking about like um <laughs> like uh, I with your mum I I know for a fact that maybe my mum couldn't tour yeah. with with me yeah. and yeah it's it's she's (laughs) I get it I totally I love her I love her but she is a very she's great um you know she gyries with my mom at the moment because uh me and her we're currently living with my parents which is amazing and I definitely am so thankful for that support um but you know mum works at the same school that gyrie goes to and so she's able to take her there and bring her home and, you know, be be the mum for her up there. Mm-hmm. But I think if I were to take my mum out of her environment, yeah. she wouldn't feel comfortable and she probably couldn't maybe be the best version of herself um, to, you know, be the carer and um, help out. And I think it's, I don't know, I maybe it's a generational thing or maybe just not being like, savvy on touring or going on a holiday you know what I mean that type of stuff yeah so it was kind of like oh I know I definitely can't ask my mom and um (laughs) I love her to bits but you know she's her she can definitely do it when she's home in her space and um that she's got it down pat there whereas um I think touring life is a whole other thing because yeah you you've got to actually find um the old they are, you've got to find um, things to go and do. So Annie Wave would take her to the aquarium, to yeah. the museum, like, and be able to navigate that in a different city, in a yeah. different place that you're not used to. 
Okay, um, this is good. This is yeah. for me. I am going, wow, this is, I can take this away from Trinka because you're so true. Like my mum actually said to me, "Yeah, why don't you leave him here with me in Perth mm. at home with me? And then, and I was like, you want me to fly across the country to drop my 11-month-old son, fly back. Like it's a, it's not like if anything <laughs> happens I can just duck home, mum. Like I yeah. am two flights away right now and leave him here for a week. Mm. A, I'm not ready to do that firstly. I'm just, yes. I, 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 I don't want to do that. But, yes, this thing that she could do it in her own home, absolutely yeah. not a problem. She would absolutely get it done. But, yes, if touring is another thing in that you do have to be comfortable. Like she didn't even want to like, she was a bit hesitant to even try and find, like do the walk to work. Yes. Yeah. Um. So I'm like, yes, you're so right. Get somebody who's comfortable doing the activities. Yes. Doing <laughs> activities and um. Uh, yeah, it's a big. I one. mean, that's that's a whole thing in itself. That, but then you've got to add this other layer of the the social aspect of the child too. Like, yeah, we're we've there's a lot of tantrums and a lot of big feelings um, yeah. <laughs> that we we navigate. And um, you know, uh, I've had to have like Wave and I have had constant conversations about parenting, and mm. um, you know, even though she's not a parent, but. Like we we have those yarns about well, how do we approach this kind of situation, or how do I want to? And she she's always said, you know what, you're the parents, so or whatever you says goes, and I'm going to respect that because yeah. that you want to do it. And so, someone who's able to act under pressure on a <laughs> it, it and still, but still be able to honor those you Boundaries know um, that yeah. way of being in those stressful situations. Yeah, it's a golden person that you bring. It's a really, it's a special, special person because you're absolutely right that this, whoever anyone brings, like they are stepping in for you in that moment and yeah. you want to be able to know that this person is A, going to parent in a way that you would like or yeah. um, want perhaps. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah, because also I guess this is another thing, like, you know, my mum's okay right now while he is this young and stuff, but I'm sure at one point we're gonna we're going to have a very different view. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um <laughs> It's coming. I know it's coming. Yeah, bless. It, yeah. it it is a generation thing and you, we have to consider we've had we've got so much so many more resources yeah. as well. Um and also as creative people too, I think we also have this other way, this whole other way of thinking as yes. well. So, yeah, it's interesting. But yeah, I've had I've had a lot of interesting and difficult conversations, great conversations with my mum and and parents and you know family about things that are probably not how they were approached back in the day or how it was kind of parenting parented how we were parented so um yeah there's a lot of those but important conversations and especially now living with my parents yeah um, (laughs) yeah naturally it's going to happen and um you know but it is it's beautiful when there is an acceptance and a um uh 
surrendering to that change because obviously change is hard and, you know, parents don't want to think that they've done a horrible job with parenting. <laughs> and it's it's like, no, 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 you, you did what you did because, you know, with the resources that you had and the situations that you were in and in no way am I, am I saying that what you did was like Wrong. messed me up or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we're going to, I'm going to do it this way and I'd like to do it like this because I feel that if we're, um, we we have to allow for big emotions. We have to allow for everything. Um, and um, that's what I'm choosing for. Yeah, my child. yeah, 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 for sure. So yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I'm sure. It, I think it's more when they the small humans start to get their own personalities. Mm. Uh, well, I mean, like develop that. Like they already have personalities, but develop that more and start to kind of question things or, you know, defy what you think you like, what you'd like to do. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's when I think those kind of things come up. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, yeah, I'm totally nodding in agreement. Like my mum stayed with us for a few days before we traveled. And then, you know, she was like telling me off for, for not wiping his toys and just for picking up food off the floor and giving it back to him to eat. Yeah. And then by like day three, she was not wiping toys. She was, <laughs> and I was like, see, it doesn't take much, does it? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, and that thing of like, oh my gosh, look at this loose daughter I've raised who just gives my grandson like food off the floor and I'm like no it's not a reflection on you about how I behave it's just I can't be bothered mum you got to pick and choose you got to pick and choose I'm picking and I'm choosing um yes and I, I just think yeah it's so yeah I I really People often, I mean, this is why I started this thing because I go, well, how? Like how? What is the actual how? I know mm. that people do it, but what does it look like? And I think you've really given a really good insight and key and realistic point of view about how it happens. And I think environment matters, like who you're working for and how they choose to support you and how yes. they're able to support you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, what that looks like. And I honestly, Oh, I hope it makes yeah. sense. I hope it, I was like, oh. It does. It and um, yeah. <laughs> it really does because honestly, like, yeah, becoming a mother and I think about p- people like you who have I've worked with on a project and on one of my own projects even more so and gone, you just bring your kid in. Yeah. I kick myself now because I was like, Ellie, that solves 40, not even half of the problem, P.S. It's all good. But no, like it is is such a strange thing to explain, I guess, you know, being because, yeah, it is that thing of like, yeah, I do want to bring them in and I want them to be surrounded by this, but also I don't think I'd be able to do my job. Oh my god! As best as I could, yeah. yeah. You are doing such a good job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm really. <laughs> I don't know. Some days it, you wake up and it's just like, oh, I don't know about today. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
yeah, I think it's always it always comes down to the village. It always comes down to that rest and giving that time to yourself. Mm-hmm. That's important. And um, yeah, just letting it flow too. Because also if we try and control everything, and especially try and control our small humans and make it happen, it, it's like, well, actually, no, they, they slow you. They... Trying to resist it and control is... Yeah. Is, yeah, no, it, it actually has the opposite effect. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Um, I was really blessed because I was working on a project, my own project, and it's called Birth of Mother, mm. and basically kind of looking at like postnatal and perinatal trauma um, and depression and, um, you know, how do we um, move that out of our body? How do we um, navigate that? And I worked with um, a midwife, Marianne Wobke, who is an absolute amazing person who, if you if you are able to ch- chat with her, she would actually be amazing as well. Um, I will do my top, best. Top those details too. Yes, please. Um, she's a midwife and a nurse, but she's also a creative, and uh, she runs these workshops called uh, in like meditative states called um, perinatal dreaming, where basically she takes you from um, being in the womb and how we're birthed, and looking at how our birth story can actually reflect our life and our everyday living and. Um, how much that of that trauma can actually impact us. And basically, um, she, you know, talks about um, how do we move trauma out of the body and creatively transform it and is constantly um, talking about uh, that and basically connecting to land and connecting to self. But she... What I was trying, I'm like thinking about, where was my tangent? Where was I going back to? And it was talking about having a child can slow us down. And we may see that as a negative, but it's actually probably there's something beautiful about that. We have to stop and we have to listen and we have to um, be present in those moments. And that's what children do. And there's something really beautiful about that. So, yeah. so many good things about finding this magical golden person who comes on tour with you because it's such a nuanced, balanced matrix. I don't know if that's the best word, but it's the word that I've got for it right now that, yeah, they have to be comfortable parenting the way that you would be with you. They have to support you on tour. Um, they have, it's, it's, it's a really kind of, um, magical person so I hope that you all find that and find also an environment that supports and encourages that and as a bonus maybe this magical person can understudy that would be fantastic as always the show notes are updated and ready to go you can hop on there and play Alinta and Waveney's music because we all need to be like you know it's music that you want to listen to, which I think is really important. I mean, other people can play my kid other songs, but this is what I'm playing here. This is this. Yeah. Please just go do it now. As soon as you finish listening to me. Um, 
and I hope that yeah, this this was an episode that really gave you more information about a how, a how to do it, maybe even a how to do it while on the road. So thank you, Alinta. Oh my gosh, so many gems. A big thank you. And of course, my deepest apologies for when I said to you, yeah, just bring your daughter in, which yes, only solves 40% of the problem. But sometimes that 40% is better than 0%. But yeah, you only know what you know at the time, right? But I'm so thankful that we were able to have a chat. And yeah, maybe in two years' time, I'll do a revisit of everyone I've spoken to and be like, what's going on now? What's happening? So thank you, Alinta, for your time. Thank you for listening. And I hope that you enjoy Alinta and Waveney's stuff. Details are in the show notes. Like, subscribe, or give us a rating on whatever platform you're using to listen to this podcast on. But because motherhood and creative practice are both ultimately collaborative, I'd really love you to share this podcast or this episode with somebody who you think would enjoy it too. See you next time for another episode of Mum in Development.